Hi everyone, David Harris here with you for Criminal Injustice with a news bonus. The South Florida shootout and truck hijacking on Thursday, December 5th. By now, I'm sure most listeners know about this terrible incident that happened in South Florida in which two heavily armed men went in to rob a jewelry store. While inside the store, they discharged at least one firearm uh, and hit one person in the forehead with a bullet. Uh, Things went terribly, terribly worse and even worse from there. Uh, They escaped. They got out onto the street after a silent alarm was sounded inside the jewelry store, a high-speed chase ensued, and during that chase, uh, the two men hijacked a UPS truck uh, and took the driver along with them, kidnapping, if nothing else. Um, uh, Finally, the police caught up to them, surrounded, stopped the car at a very busy intersection, many people around, other cars with drivers, Uh, And there was a big, big shootout. The result was that both of the robbers were killed. Um, The UPS truck driver, unfortunately, also died, as did another uninvolved civilian in a completely separate car. Um, There's been a lot of talk in the time after this terrible incident. uh, And uh, I thought we should just take a minute and see if we can sort some things out. Um, It's early days in the investigation. Uh, This is an investigation that will take days, weeks, perhaps even months. You had many officers from multiple departments involved. Uh, You had uh, four people killed, the two perpetrators and two civilians. Many, many shots fired by all accounts. Uh, Multiple sources of video, a little bit of which I have seen Um, There is a lot to sort through. Um, Early on, um, I was among several people uh, who was interviewed by the Washington Post in an article that appeared on Saturday, December 7th, just two days uh, after this terrible incident. And uh, a number of things are said in that article um, uh, beyond my own comments, which I think are important to highlight. Um, With uh, this small amount of evidence that's already out, uh, two people who were most prominent in the article uh, came to very, very different conclusions. Uh, The first person who was interviewed in the article was a fellow named David Klinger. David Klinger is a former LAPD police officer decades ago, uh, and he spent the intervening decades uh, becoming a very prominent and respected academic voice uh, who teaches and writes out of the University of Missouri, St. Louis. Uh, Listeners to Criminal Injustice may even remember his name because uh, back a couple of years ago, we did an episode, an interview with uh, Professor Klinger, uh, a very interesting conversation indeed. Professor Klinger's take on this uh, terrible incident uh, was that the police uh, were basically correct here. And I'll quote a couple of things he said in the article, quote, just about everything that could go wrong did go wrong. Uh, The incident was, he said, quote, really, really bad. Um, uh, With everything going on here, uh, he called it, quote, a perfect example, close quote, of why police are allowed to use deadly force against 
dangerous criminals. Uh, these two had left a trail of violence behind them, says the article, and Klinger says that stopping them by any means, uh, even with deadly force, was, quote, absolutely the right thing to do. In a situation like this, the police are reactive. This is not a situation they want to be in. Their hand was forced. So there's one point of view. Um, the other prominent voice near the top of the article, and by the way, we will put a, a link to the article up on our website so you can read it for yourself. Um, the other prominent voice here belonged to a family member of the UPS driver who died in the shootout. And uh, among the quotes from the family members were that the UPS driver was gunned down, quote, like a criminal by Florida police, and uh, they asked that the fundraising effort uh, be used to, quote, make people aware of trigger-happy police officers. Another quote from the family member, they could have killed many more people, could have been one of your loved ones. Please don't let my brother's death be for nothing. Police need to be held accountable. There are other voices in here, too, uh, including my own, and you can read all of them. What I want to point out here, though, I think is that it's too early to make a judgment. Hardly a satisfying thing to say, I know. And when I was at a, I was at an event the other night, uh, 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 people asked me about this, and uh, when I said, I just think the evidence isn't in yet, there's a lot of, of video to study, a lot of things, uh, people were completely outraged that I would take this point of view. Don't you see uh, that the police could have done something better here? Well, it's possible. It is certainly possible that they could have been more restrained, that they could have held back, uh, uh, that they could have waited, perhaps, but it certainly isn't clear yet. Um, I'm not saying I think the police were right like Professor Klinger already does. I couldn't go there yet. I just don't see that there's enough evidence of that. Uh, I do know, like any person who's been involved in teaching the law around police or in uh, uh, working with police officers, they are allowed to use force, even deadly force, when they or other members of the public are under deadly threat. Uh, and at first blush, you would think that these officers are facing exactly that situation. Uh, they no doubt knew about the armed robbery. People don't go into jewelry stores and try to rob them without weapons. They probably knew that at least one person had already been shot, and they certainly knew that the UPS truck had been hijacked and the driver kidnapped all at gunpoint. So this is a deadly threat situation. I can't tell you. As I sit here right now, four days afterwards, I cannot tell you uh, what happened in the split seconds before the shots rang out in their terrible number to precipitate all of that. It just, we don't know yet. Um, but they would have had the right to use deadly force to neutralize any threat faced by them as police officers and by any civilians. It's a terrible thing to have to say, but it is possible that using deadly force in that situation didn't just take lives, it may have saved lives. The question is, could something else have been done that would have saved 
any of the other lives that did get lost. So what I'm saying is, uh, it's a tragedy that these people died, but it might be, and I emphasize might, that there was no way around doing that, and that if it hadn't been done, the two armed robbers uh, might have taken more lives in some other way. We just don't know yet. So I don't think the police can yet be applauded for what they did. I don't think police can be condemned yet for what they did. Uh, it's, it, it's not satisfying, but I think we simply have to wait and see. What I did say myself in the piece is that whether we should feel negatively or positively about the police is not the important thing. The question is whether they violated their own policies and training. That's the first question. What kind of training did they have? Was it adequate? What kind of policies were they operating under? Uh, and did they go by that policy and training in how they reacted? That is the test that we have to apply to them. Uh, even with a terrible outcome like this, it is certainly possible that they did what they were supposed to do. That is what I hope uh, we will find out in the investigation to follow. We simply aren't in a position to make those judgments yet. Uh, and when the investigation is complete, a report comes out, uh, my hope is that it will be transparent, that we will get all of the evidence that we as members of the public want to see. Uh, we can have a conversation about it if things went wrong, uh, that we can fix them systemically. That's a lot more important than holding any particular officer or group of officers um, to account. That has to happen too, obviously. But we want to make sure that as a system, uh, we don't have these things go wrong again if they went wrong this time. So um, that's my take on it. Restraint for now. Let's see what where the facts lead us. Any other position, I think, is premature. That's it. That's your bonus episode on the Florida shootout uh, in the kidnapping of a UPS driver and the hijacking of the UPS truck uh, leading to four deaths, the two armed robbers, the driver, and another uninvolved driver. We hope you'll always look to our website, that's criminalinjusticepodcast.com, for all of our news bonuses, our interview episodes, and all of the other features we bring you here on Criminal Injustice. Consider supporting us. Go to patreon.com slash criminalinjustice. I'm David Harris, and I'll be back with you next time. Criminal Injustice is written by David Harris, produced by Josh Rollerson, and supported by listener contributions. Find past episodes, show notes, and more at criminalinjusticepodcast.com.